0: you know on one hand i want to i, I want to give the benefit of the doubt i want to say that it's understandable that the people who are scouting for and instructing and running the organization would be excited about winning a draft lottery but but wow just get a clue its to how you present yourselves. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I highly recommend one or both. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates signed a couple of pitchers to fairly decent sized deals considering they were one year or one in an option i don't even remember their names right now i'm sure we'll get to talking about them but it won't be today because they just never allow you even like 10 fleeting seconds to think to yourself oh yeah this is just a normal sports franchise yeah this is this is okay because there it was at night The Major League Baseball Draft Lottery, which not three people within city limits knew was going on, most cases probably didn't even know that it existed. Lo and behold, in the middle of this pretty eventful hockey game that was going on in this same city that everyone knew existed, I was over there covering it, by the way. I see that the Pirates' social media account starts getting super stoked and all these multiple-letter-screaming tweets. Over what? What happened? What is this? You see, oh, okay, they won the draft lottery. Well, didn't they already have the worst record? No? No? Okay, so they won the draft lottery. I mean, I guess that's good, right? I don't know. They just let Brian Reynolds... Essentially walk, meaning by not signing a guy who actually legit wanted to stay here, make a career out of it here. Um, I guess you could at least enjoy whichever young player comes up at the risk of following along with the Yinzer stereotype here, which is exactly what I'm doing, because they're the ones that create it. That you're going to see somebody and you're going to see him for a couple of years and they're going to be gone. Okay, well, great. That'll be at least a little bit entertaining. So it will be whenever Tamar Johnson comes along and whatever. Awesome. Great. You know, it's a developmental club that's prioritizing money over winning. And as soon as it comes time to pay money, the player's gone. And, uh-oh, time to rebuild again. I mean, that's the Yinzer thing, right? Am I doing it right? But it's not me, and it's not the Yenzers who created it. It's the team. So they, they win this draft lottery, and oh, j- just wait till I come back. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So they win this draft lottery, a card flips, and you see the Washington Nationals logo, which meant that they were number two and that the Pirates would be number one. And everyone in this suite in San Diego where the winter meetings are going on starts jumping up and down. And you can see and recognize Derek Shelton, uh, Travis Williams. I recognize a couple of the scouts. Names might not mean much to you. And they get up and they're high-fiving and they're going around the room. And Shelton, to his credit, after he stands up to share in with the excitement of the room, Sits right back down thinking to himself, Well, what I contributed to this by and large was losing 201 games over the last two years. 201 games over the last two years. While the management team basically made that happen by not lifting a pinky finger to support either edition of the team. This is not. Something worth celebrating. This is not comparable, for example, since I brought up hockey, to the Penguins winning the draft lottery that got them Sidney Crosby. The Penguins had been an exemplary championship-level team that had fallen on its first stretch of hard times. And it was a really brief stretch. It was two and a half years. Where things really fell apart and they had to make some tough decisions financially, they really bottomed out and they ended up getting the card ahead of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. They got Sid. That's kind of how that's supposed to work. It's supposed to be a joyous occasion. It's supposed to be something worth celebrating. Because the way you run your organization is worthy of it. Because you know that when you end up with a Sid in the National Hockey League, no, when you end up with a Sid in Pittsburgh, the way the Penguins are run, he's going to become, well, what he's become. And he's going to stay in Pittsburgh for his whole career. Yeah, I know, salary cap this or that or whatever. My point stands, that moment was worth celebrating. It was okay, I would say, to jump up and down, for everyone involved to jump up and down. When the Penguins won that lottery, just parenthetically, I happened to be at PNC Park in Lloyd McClendon's office. And Mac was jumping up and down. He was stoked. Everybody was. The whole city was watching that lottery. No one even knew this one happened. And you lost 201 games pretty much on purpose over a span of two years. You embarrassed your fans. You embarrassed your city. You embarrassed the sport by having Josh Van Meter at first base. And you're going to jump up and down over that? When people don't see any other reactions that you ever have to anything, that's what they see. This is the part that's so insanely out of touch. You know how I tell you that the that the world inside 115 Federal is something that's completely separate from the rest of the world? They... Talk to each other. They deal with each other. They shut out criticism. They shut out, uh, noise is a term I've heard once to describe it. What happens on the outside? Because they're so right and they're so smart. This team beat the Dodgers in Los Angeles, swept them three games, their place, $300 million payroll, beat them in every single facet of the game. That's not coming from me. That's coming from Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers. That's coming from Mookie Betts, who said they outplayed us in all three phases, and they did. They outpitched him, they outhit him, and they made some terrific plays in the field. And when they came home to play the Diamondbacks that weekend, we met with Ben Charrington the day before that series, and I brought up something about how this is the kind of thing that can really get – a team going, that can really get uh, an organization, the juices flowing. He completely dumped all over it, especially the last part, because he always tries to keep his scouts and everybody else separate from any kind of major league results. Wanted nothing to do with it. We'll see how this next series go. We've got to face the Diamondbacks now. Dumped all over it, but jump up and down over losing 201 games in 2 years. What a franchise. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Bob Who says if the Pirates offered Brian Reynolds five years and 75 million starting in 2023, would that be considered insulting? Suppose it was broken down to 9 million, 12 million, 15, 18, and then 21. Now, he probably could get more elsewhere. After a five year contract, he'd be 33 years old. If you add 25 million for a sixth year, you're now at an even 100. And player performance can decline fast, what would the Rays do and what would the Indians do? Honestly, Bob, you might have answered your own question there just by bringing up the Rays and the Indians because neither of those teams would do a deal like this. I don't believe that. I believe, however, that the Pirates are in a different situation and that they can't pretend otherwise. They like to pretend that they can be the Rays, and that's why, and here comes my line again, Everyone involved has to be reminded that Pittsburgh isn't St. Petersburg, Florida. This is a real sports town. This is a place with real, live, non-transient people who care about where they're from and have 137 years of history to the franchise. They're not going to sit quietly while you trade Blake Snell immediately after a World Series. They're just not. So you can't operate the team the way that the Rays can and do to great effect. By the way, it just won't fly here. No one will allow it to get off the ground. And then if it does somehow magically get off the ground, no one will allow the same procedures to continue. What do I mean when I say no one will allow? I'm saying that the criticism would be so boisterous and so deflating for all concerned that the people that you have running that type of operation probably wouldn't last, might not even want to last in this market. They might want to go somewhere else that they would perceive as being more enlightened or, in the case of St. Petersburg, more unaware. As for Reynolds' money, I, I prefer to take you know, more of a an analytical approach to answering questions like that, where I sit down and I look at comparable contracts, uh, the stage of his career, the fact that he's got three more years of arbitration, that he's got uh a contract for 2023, the fact that he's currently 28 years old, that's a different situation than Kibrian Hayes. So do you want to still be paying him that kind of money whenever he's into his mid thirties? Maybe you can do that somewhere else and say, you know what? At his very worst, Reynolds is always going to be at least a complimentary player. Someone who can help you out. Someone who could easily slide over to a corner outfield position if that doesn't happen sooner anyway. So I'll instead give you more of a a broad answer to this, which is that the contract that Reynolds would have to sign, and I'm going to repeat from yesterday that I don't think this is going to happen. You just don't make a public declaration about wanting to be traded and then everything's just awesome in a week or two. If they were to sit down and hash it out, it would have to be, obviously, the richest contract in franchise history. That means nothing more than topping the one that Brian Hayes signed. That means not necessarily in terms of uh, length because keys was nine years when you count up all the club options but definitely in terms of total value and to enhance that value in a way the contract would actually be ideally from the rental standpoint shorter because you're getting now a hundred million over I don't know five years versus what keys getting over nine. I think if you start with that as the premise, Those two figures, term and total dollars, you can find a way to navigate the rest. You might even be able to find a way to set it up so that the Pirates protect themselves from having some sort of catastrophic result to the contract. Because this isn't a franchise that can carry someone Who's had you know some career-ending injury, and you just oh well, you're out a hundred million dollars. And no matter how much any of us thinks, you know, Bob Nutting is pocketing, I guarantee you, hundred million would be a real hit over any length of time. So there has to be a way to work that out as well. Um, I've always felt like a long-term deal can be done. I feel that way principally for cynical reasons because. I have an understanding that the Pirates are making some money. And I'd prefer to see that money get spent sooner rather than later. It's been a long enough wait. But also, because Reynolds is just so dependable. Uh, The one thing I'm going to say here to close out today's show uh, about Reynolds that I wish more people would understand is the respect that he has within the clubhouse and among the coaching staff for not only how hard he plays, but how often he suits up when he's not at 100% or nowhere near 100%. They have to take the spikes away from him to give him a day off. Uh, He believes this is an old school kind of approach, that he's supposed to be out there every day, that he is supposed to be part of the team standing in his position Every day. That's not a trait that fades over time. That's something you'd very much value in approaching someone to sign this kind of deal. It's just a shame that it appears it won't happen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow.